you again. Go that way. Or, actually, I don't know if I have that many listeners to try to sacrifice you. So come back. Yeah, that's right. Come back. Here we go. Welcome back to episode 27 of Keep Up with Sylvan Sane. That's right. We talk about viral news, pop culture, and we make fun of motherfucking cliches. We either endorse them really hard or we break them the fuck down. Like, why are they even here? So, let's do our little monologue. When I was an actor, not even an actor, when I was a pupil of the discipline of acting, when I was a a wannabe thespian, not that I'm not now, I do voiceover, so there's still a glimpse of hope for that industry for me. I always want to be in entertainment, so whether it's podcasting, whether I'm stage, whether I'm on screen, it doesn't matter. I live to fucking entertain. And I I am not ashamed of that. I am not ashamed to want to be famous. I am not ashamed to know my talent, to know my worth. If people need me to be to, to have humility in order for them to feel comfortable, that's on them. That's how insecure they are, that they need someone to water down their personality in order for them to not be disgusted. I see people that are disgusted sometimes with my confidence. They call it arrogance, whatever. And then they'll try to encourage people to like themselves, and then they'll try to break me down. Hmm. Sounds a little hypocritical. But we get to uh, this playwright that when I was an actor in, in college and I was a drama major in high school, we studied Samuel Beckett. Now, if you are a thespian too, you know who he is. It's all good. If you don't, I will teach you who he is. He was a playwright, and he was a very famous one that dealt with existentialism. The meaning of why and who and who am I. Now those are things that have been dealt with before, but he dealt with them in plays and in his playwrights and in his books. Waiting for Godot is one of his more famous ones, but the one that I'm going to talk about right now is Bird Afar. And it always stuck with me. And that's why the grass is greener on the other side. That's why it's very poignant to this story. So listen up. Gather around the campfire, motherfuckers. All right. I was a terrible camp counselor, by the way. I was good for like TV or like a movie, but I definitely terrorized. There's this kid that's on my Facebook that um, somebody mentioned me and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. And then the kid that like if you were a nerd while I was a camp counselor, you probably didn't do that well with me because I don't really I don't really tolerate uh, people that don't like to do physical activities when they're at a day camp. So he, he, he said that I was a jerk and that he would never talk to me and he wouldn't even know that I was on Facebook because he would never friend me. Damn. So I don't know what side of the green he's on. He might be in a rough. He might have to get out of that divot. Maybe he's in a bunker somewhere. I don't know. Can't hold those grudges for life, my man. It'll bring down those little military shoulders of yours. So Samuel Beckett made this play and this little short story It's called Bird Afar. And now there was this bird that was on an island with a beautiful tree. And it's a very small island. And now there is another island not that far away. Now they're both pretty remote, but you can see the other island. Now the bird is on this beautiful tree with all types of vegetation, all types of wildlife, things that will keep this bird in great spirit for a very long time. Now, after a certain part of time, 
the tree starts to wither away a little bit, starts to wilt. Now the bird gets freaked out. The bird is just like, what the fuck? Like, I need to be on a dope tree. Why is this tree all of a sudden betraying me, pretty much? Like, we've gone through many things together. This tree should be able to withstand the test of time. So the bird freaks out enough where the bird goes over to the other island where he sees that the other tree is starting to bud more. It is not dead anymore. It is actually trying to catch up with the other tree as far as nourishment is concerned. So the bird, like I said, migrates to the other tree and everything's all good, right? No. Right away, that tree starts freaking getting real shitty right away and the bird tries to make it over to the other island while that tree is actually getting back even more magnificent than ever but he gets blocked from the island and the island starts to drift away and he isn't able to find the island anymore so the moral of the story is yeah the beach may be grainier on the other side or that tree may be really awesome, but you never know. You just never know. Many people, you know, have better apartments than me. Sometimes they even travel better places than me. They're having babies. They have some, a significant other that didn't leave their lives. You'd be surprised how many people put that in my face, that I'm single and that I was in a relationship and I couldn't keep that person. I, you're right. I could not keep that person. I did a lot. I did a lot. And uh, to anybody that thought my relationship was perfect, the grass over here was being smoked. So I don't know if it was going to be greener on your side or not, but I, w- I was smoking all of it. Sorry. But, yeah, man. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. I still creep up on her every once in a while because that's how I tell you what's going on in this show. How am I going to do that? I need to research, right? But there is a thin line between being a creep and a romantic. I was talking to this mutual friend of my ex, and she said that her current boyfriend, who, cross your fingers, I think they're going to get engaged one day. Spoiler alert. She said that when they broke up, that he stalked her endlessly. Endlessly. Always was on top of who she was going to go on a date with. So eventually... They got back together and they're with with minimal minimal scarring. I did the same thing. And all I got was an open Snapchat of her sucking someone else's dick. Yeah. Uh, all I got was uh, her saying that she sucked a comedian's dick after following him home after a set that he did. Yeah, basically, you don't... Yeah. Don't look, yeah, you've heard this cliche before. Don't look for things unless you really want to find it. And I've learned my lesson. Next time I get into a relationship, if I do, or if I get into something serious, I don't want to know. Especially, I'm 32 now, so there's no, there's no, not even a point now. Everybody's got mad bodies. Everybody's got a pass at this point. Unless I meet someone younger, which I already got into a big debate with my co-hosts about this again, which I'm not a fan of ageism. Are there many immature people, including my ex? I think she's still really immature, but I'm not in her life, so I can't really, I can't really speak on that. But from what I see, it does look like she has not matured very much. 
But my point is, but if you're mature enough to be with a mature person, with a older person, I don't see why there's such angst. We talked about Drake and Millie Bobby Brown. Again, I don't find anything wrong with his relationship with her. I I don't really, not that it's my business. It's none of this pop culture shit is my business. So we're just always going to talk about it anyway. But Millie Bobby Brown and Drake, there's nothing wrong with their relationship. It's the publicization of that they do with it. They don't. They're not careful. But to be honest, if they were fucking on the side, it would be wrong anyway. So who cares how they project it? But we're gonna talk about it because that's what I do. I talk about viral news. If you notice, I don't really talk about politics too much, even though Brett Kavanaugh's bitch ass, just like Clarence Thomas, made the Supreme Court on a 50-48. Yes, I'm very in tune with politics, if you didn't know that. Even on Facebook, I'm always posting shit. But that we, we take a little break from that. But just know this. Know this. We had Scalia before, and we passed DOMA. We passed affirmative action. We passed gay rights. We pay, uh, paved the way in so many areas. Um, AHA made it through the Affordable Health Care Act while Scalia was alive. So there is hope. Kavanaugh and his little rapey ways and his little beer bong goggles, whatever. Not that I'm trying to take this down, laying down like Jodie Foster in the accused. I've made that joke too many times. I'm done with that joke. I'm putting it in retirement. <laughs> but um, no, we're not taking it down, laying down. The midterms are coming. And people like Susan Collins and people, Democrats, or people that voted against their own interests, there's already candidates being groomed right now to take your place. So good job. Good job with that. But again, there's a thin, back to what I was saying, there's a thin line between being romantic and being a creep. So, like, you can you can look on their social media, but you can't like too much. You can show appreciation appreciation for this person and people that used to get stalked used to appreciate that seriously i come from a different age i guess the millennial in me people used to appreciate stalking and now if you like a person too much you're a creep and again i think we all stalk i just don't think we all admit it just like you know i think a lot of people smoke pot i just don't think a lot of people admit it do you do you got it and one of the downfalls in my previous relationship, which I don't even know how to go about it this time, if I ever got serious with someone again. I'm not a fan of platonic gender-gender uh, friends. That's something I'm going to either have to get over or I'm going to have to meet someone that's okay with that too. I don't know. It's probably going to be the first option. Because so many people stay friends with their exes. And not even their exes. They're fuck buddies. All this type of shit. And again, I'm a millennial, but I'm an older millennial. And I remember a day where you could just be rid of someone and that's it. As a matter of fact, I think my mom re-added one of my old ex's friends. You just can't get rid of them. People don't want to. And people get really sensitive of who they have on their friend list. And they pretend like it's like a like a bill of rights or like it's like the 10 crack commandments and shit like that. Like, no. People feel entitled. Like like their friend list is like a collection or something like that. And I can't let go of this collection or you can't tell me what to do. So, and to me, platonic friends, fuck, fuck social media. Who cares about social media? Platonic friends, usually, like I said, of the same sexual orientation, are usually keeping those people around 
to fuck them later when you break up. So true. And I would venture to say at a 90% clip. Basically, all the people that my ex said was just a friend and they had a penis, that penis ended up inside her right after we broke up. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. Like I said, she left her fucking password open on her Instagram and her Snapchat. I checked it a few times and I regret it. I regret it. It sucks. I really do. I didn't need to know all that shit that's going on between her and the other Vince. But yet, I was too nosy. And that's why you don't cross that line. And that, and you don't cross the platonic friends. And you don't get with people. If you really have a problem like that, like I did. But I was young and I was stupid. Now I'm just stupid. Old and stupid. But I'm going to be weary of that. And I'm going to be upfront about that. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of people hanging out with people they fucked. If I'm... Just a fuck buddy, that's fine. I'm in the fraternity of fuck buddies. But if we are serious and we're committed, no, there should be no reason. No, get rid of them. Seriously. For that reason alone. Because most, like I said, most of my exes, not just her, they do go. As a matter of fact, one of my exes that I used to fucking laugh about all the time while we were together, we used to laugh that this, this kid wanted to fuck her all the time. And like, oh no, I don't view him like that. He's like a brother to me, this and that. We had been broken up for a very long time, over 10 years. I spoke to her casually recently. And by the way, we had a falling out, so I don't even talk to her anymore. She fucked him. She fucked him. Why not? Why wouldn't she? She's single. Like, why wouldn't she? She's the same fucking ex that went to Fridays and stole some ugly bitch's man that I worked with. I worked with this chick that she stole somebody with. stole somebody from. And she admitted this to me. Like the fucking trash that she is. But I pick trash for some reason. I don't know why. I have no idea. I am capable of getting really dope chicks, actually. And I have. But sometimes I pick the people I really want to commit with as, like, reclamation projects. As if, like, as if I found, like, some cash for clunker type thing. Like, I can, like, remodel them and I can uh, get this foreclosed home and, like, you know, flip it and make it really nice. Now, most people are who they fucking say they are. And you need to realize that. And if you really want to accept who this person is, go ahead and accept it. And if you don't like who they are, you need to get the fuck out the way, get the step in, whatever you need to do. Because these people are not going to change. And you can't be afraid to be alone either. Just can't. So stick to your core values and keep it the fuck moving. Um, I, like I said, I'm on this show keeping it real hot and fresh. Sorry that I'm calling this dude out. But there, it just reminded me, I'm not even calling them out, but people always root for the cancers that are pertaining to them. You ever notice that? You ever notice that person, that, that people, most people, they don't give a shit about cancer. They don't give a shit about any other diseases, fibromyalgia, uh, ALS, MS, all these things until it happens to them, dementia, Alzheimer's. All those things, lupus, all of a sudden, when it happens to your friend or family member, all of a sudden, they have, like, this, uh, oh, man, are you going to sign, sign up for the blood drive for my son and his cancer or your the cancer that they had? Like, we're going to do a fundraiser, and, oh, my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. I'm going to fight pancreatic cancer, all these particular things, and you're just, like, saying to yourself, hold up, it took for him, her, 
or their family members to get cancer for them to fight against cancer, breast cancer, whatever the case may be, gynecological cancer, wink, wink, which I didn't even know existed. I know, I mean, obviously, gynecologists and all alike have to go in the vagina to check things out, but I thought it was called ovarian cancer. Just saying. But like I said, if I ever get cancer, God forbid, walk, knock on wood. I don't even believe in God, so I say God forbid. I just say it with a with a grain of salt. I am not starting a cancer foundation for my cancer. No, it's too late. Do it now. Why not? If I'm going to do it, I would do it now. Like whatever cancer or, and it wouldn't even be personal. Like it would just be to make a difference. That's what most things should be. But no. We only can be charitable when it's in our inside network. And to me, that's really tacky. Don't fight cancers when it's too late. Fight cancer now. No better time than fucking now. Uh, I got a couple of things that I don't that I don't like on my social media feed. Shoot things. There's mad things I don't like, by the way. But the thing I really don't like lately is the hashtag typical Friday night. Please don't announce to us how lame you are. Typical Friday night. I'm staying in and I'm watching the baby or I'm watching, I'm binging fucking Law and Order or some some fucking gay shit like that. Okay. That's cool. I'm with you. We can all have relaxing days and nights. You don't even need to be raging. I don't need to see you fucking taking Molly now that you have a fucking kid. I don't need you doing crowd serves, all that kind of stuff. But I also don't need you advertising on my dope feed. I like to look at nice pictures of places people have gone, funny memes, funny testimonials on their stuff. But then I come across typical Friday night. We are putting our baby to sleep and we all have to be quiet while we're watching this show now or he'll wake up. Well, that's another thing that really pisses me off. People that have to be totally quiet for kids. No, no, the world is fucking loud. Why are you having, why are you birthing your child in New York city? If you needed to be quiet. And I think that's a setup for disaster. That kid will always be sensitive to noise because you keep fucking needing total silence. So do us a favor with that typical Friday night. Don't make it so typical. Do, like, even if you're going to be inside, do something fun. Like, dude, we live so much longer nowadays in our baby boomer generations and any other generation before us. Live. Live. Fucking live. Do something different. Don't just conform and do the whole American, let's have a family and a picket fence shit and a fucking car. Dude, do something. Even have an affair if you need to. I don't give a shit. Fucking spice that shit up. I don't give a fuck. Just don't put typical Friday night with a hashtag and you falling asleep with a baby on your fucking chest. That's annoying. But what pisses me off the most and the end of this damn monologue is when people are exercising and doing a marathon they need to show us every fucking week. I know you're proud of fucking walking, running, jogging, whatever the fuck you're doing, walking in the fridge. Who gives a shit? Work out in peace. I ha- I have a, a brother-in-law that fucking injured his knee because 
he couldn't stop doing leg day, even though he had three fucking surgeries on his knee before. Guys, we don't, we all don't need to know your workout stuff. But that's the thing. How much are people working out if they're videotaping themselves? I don't work out that much anyway. I've, I've taken, I'm not even gonna lie, I've taken some stuff of me running, but you know why? Because there's a nice view in my park and they have a sunset. So anybody that thinks I'm a hypocrite, whatever, that's my excuse. And now it's time to hear the things I heard this week. What the fuck? Did I just hear? And this week, there were a couple of album debuts that happened. So I don't really need to do the the uh, Spotify radar, release radar, whatever the case may be. So let's look at some albums that just came out. Silent Alarm, the vinyl edition by Black Party. They're pretty cool. The Stars, the Oceans, and the Moon. That's Echo and the Bunnymen. They're pretty cool, too. Desperate Man by Eric Church. That's funny because I have a really desperate friend that's a desperate fan of his. I told you she went in the fucking garbage in Houston to go find a ticket stub so that she can keep on her tradition of getting his ticket. Which I don't even know where that came from. He's good, though. I like Eric Church. I don't really love country, but I like him. He puts weed in his albums and shit. He puts Jack Daniels infused in the, the vinyl. That shit was really cool. But, um, yeah, he's actually my favorite. But it's really funny watching her be obsessed with him. I don't think anybody should be obsessed with anyone. But whatever. The Lost Tapes by the Wu-Tang Clan's very own Ghostface Killer. He just came out with an album this week. Malibu Nights by Laney. Saw them at Governor's Ball. They were great. Dime Trap. I feel like T.I. has come up with so many albums. But they're all pretty decent. They're never really a disappointment. So Dime Trap by T.I. Trench by 21 Pilots. So now we're going to do a little... uh, We're going to do a little montage of the release wire. I told you we didn't have to. But I felt like we should announce albums that are coming out so you can go listen to. Um, also, I didn't try to include too much rap. Or, I don't even know. One of my friends said that I put too much rap on uh, on the release radar. To be honest, that's the algorithm that they make for me. But also, to that person, Bill. Yeah, Bill, I'm calling you out. You listen to way too much pop. Pop music is great. I really like pop music. But he listens to like... People that really are not that talented. Like he listens to people that have to have people write things for them. And then they dance on stage and they sing it mediocrely and we're all supposed to be impressed. No, sorry, sorry. We have to take those standards that we have from uh, Drag Race and get them out of music. All those frills like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And I'm a big Cardi B fan. You know that, guys. You know that. But I saw both of them without makeup recently. And I had to do an about face with my dick. So let's get into this montage. Montage time. Is it a montage? No, it's like a montage is actually for film. So that's stupid. Um, Let's get this little music mashup. There we go. That's even better. Speak English, motherfuckers. So in this mashup, we have hoo-ha. Which is really special to me because he does my theme song. He gave me permission to use his theme song. We went to middle school together. So he's on my release wire. He's hoo-ha. 
Um, I don't really love Major Lazer's new stuff, so we're not going to play that. Lady Gaga just came out with a new album. It's called Stars Born. Dave East and Styles P just came out with a new album called Beloved. And that's actually a, 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 a collaboration. And it's very good, actually. I really like it. Uh, T.I. has a new song called The Amazing Mr. Fuck Up. That's really cool. Tenacious D has Making Love. And I'll play my favorite part from that. Uh, With You by Mariah Carey. We might have played that. Tints. Uh, Anderson Pock and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, How That Sound featuring Two Janes and Yo Gotti. That's Trey Song's new song. I love Mickey Avalon. Jane Fonda. Um, yeah, so he has a song called Another Quarter. Sean Paul and Jen Ayako, she's so hot. Um, they have a new song, a very poppy song called Naked Truth. Uh, we talked about Ghostface Killer. He has a song with Big Daddy Kane, Cabadonna, Stylish Jones, and Harley. Uh, Walls by the Lumineers, they got a new song, Golden Touch by I Wayne. They would can satisfy her. That's I Wayne, even though I did a really bad impression. Um, I'm a big Tears for Fears fan, so Lily Allen, and I'm a big Lily Allen fan. So she did a uh, Mad World uh, rendition, so we'll play it a little bit. Uh, we got Potato Salad by Tyler, the Creator, and ASAP Rocky. We have Bad, Bad, Not Good, and Little Dragon, which is fire. And also, I'm going to go see them next week. I just got tickets for that today, so that's really cool. Uh, in the spirit of Ghostface Killer, we'll play another Logic song. And it's called Wu-Tang Forever, even though it's really crazy because that's a Drake song for his one of his songs. Damn, Logic, don't be copying off of Drake. Let it all work out, Little Wayne, which I don't, we did review the, the Carter 5, did we? If we did not, the Carter 5 is sick. It's a very good album. Uh, I like it. I like it better than four. I don't like it better than the first three Carters, but it's really solid. It's a really solid album. Um, and that's it. So let's listen. You waited long enough. Let's listen.
Suck his fingertips, lick his ear hole, suck his toes, and lick his butthole. Suck his balls, obviously his car, sit on him, make him
my release wire like i said beloved by styles p and dave east just came out a star is born based on the readaptation of a star is born there were three more movies one of them was with barcer streisand and chris chris christopherson uh i got into a big argument with my grandmother over this actually she doesn't know what a remake and the difference between a, an adaptation or a readaptation Guys, a remake means that they take pretty much everything identical, almost identical, 
and try to remake the movie. And maybe some modern uh, nuances and edits that have to be made just to keep it in today's time. She didn't get that. She thought that like it was just a straight up remake. And even the other films of Star Wars Born was different. They all had different details involving. But it still had the premise of the movie, the essential of the movie. So they kept the name and they kept that aura of the movie. But she doesn't know that. She also thinks that there was a remake of The Hangover. So you got to forgive older people. But speaking of which, uh, rest in peace actually. Uh, my grandfather is about to pass. Sorry to get all personal with everybody. Uh, my dad, my mom's dad died a couple years ago and family wasn't really that close to him. So there wasn't really much to do about that. But this time it's my dad's dad and he's the guy that gave me my name. My name is Vincent James Sanders III. There's a reason for that because he's senior. And uh, it's really, it's really kind of sad. He was very, he was very uh, great in radio. He uh, called the Muhammad Ali fight, Thriller Manila. In Manila uh, for NBC Radio, he became uh, the first black president, vice president of NBC Radio. He founded the NBAJ, the uh, National Black Association of Journalists. So it's it's with a heavy heart, to be honest. Um, I've said this on the show before, I think, that he kind of died a few years ago because, you know, his, his uh, faculties had been failing him for a while. And he was such a bright dude. I got a lot from him as far as my cadence and my speaking, my dictation. As a matter of fact, he didn't graduate middle school. He did all that in radio and and his business and everything that he did, he did not do with a proper education. He actually took a dictionary and encyclopedia from the library and all he did was memorize it. And to me, that has always been inspiring. He also wrote three books. He's a very accomplished person. So, again, rest in peace. He's not in the ground. Actually, he's getting cremated, and there's a big fuss over that, obviously. My dad has seven sisters. One passed away as well. But uh, that always gets messy. But um, I hope that his legacy stays on. I hope that I can, you know, make it through into radio and be just 5% as successful as he was, and I'd be happy. I mean, I do have lofty goals, but... Just just in homage to Vince James Sanders Sr. Salute. What the fuck? Did I just watch? And right after Comic-Con, I went to go see Venom. Starring Tom Hardy. Riz Ahmad. He is uh, the guy from... The Last Night, I believe. The Night Before. The Night Before. That was on HBO. Jenny Slate from Big Mouth. We'll talk about that later. She's great. Michelle Williams is the love interest. Reed Scott. He's from Vice. Not Vice. Uh, sorry, Veep. <laughs> he's uh, Dan Egan. He's uh, one of the campaign managers on Veep. That's going to be having its last season, too. I'll be very sad. I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, shout out to her also. She has cancer, and I hope she beats that because she's one of the best. She probably is the best comedic female of all time, to be honest. So I saw this, and it was rated PG-13, so you got to be aware of that. You also have to be aware it's not part of the comic book universe of Spider-Man. It's not. They're not going to include him. It does not seem like they will. It seems like they are more focused in keeping Spider-Man in the Avengers 
than they are with keeping Venom. And to be honest, it's its own separate movie. It takes place in San Francisco. It does not have the spider emblem on his chest. The bad guy is not really things that we've seen before. Even the symbiotes are not that big of a variation. But the special effects are very good. The end credits, you get to see something really cool and revealing. So that's my take. I give it like a 5 out of 10. Somebody told me that's trash. But not everything could be great. And not every and I don't view it five out of ten as trash. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I love the soundtrack. Eminem, he's on it. Venom, yeah, I love Eminem. Uh, and I still think that he's doing big things. That's that's huge that he was on that soundtrack. He's been on really cool soundtracks as well. But uh, yeah, no, it was really cool. It was a good movie. So I think you'll enjoy it. It made a lot of money. It made a ton of money for something that wasn't as heavily. Uh, Marvel involved, which I do think they need to fix. They need to start getting Marvel involved in every Marvel project. And Sony, they need to get with the times. I told you before that the Sony, one of the execs, went to go get the Marvel characters and he came back with Spider-Man. And that's exactly what Sony wanted him to do. Dumb, dumb move. Because $20 billion later, that's a huge mistake. And, uh, and... And I don't even give all that credit to Paul Fagg, to be honest. One of my friends, he is obsessed with Paul Fagg. And he said that Lucasfilms needs to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, who has been uh, instrumental in the success of Star Wars. Uh, They need a Paul Fagg. No, no. Comic books have always been great. You just have to, it's like macaroni and cheese. You just have to not fuck it up. And Marvel is very good at not fucking it up. And Disney is very good at not fucking it up either. Except for Wrinkle in Time. We'll give a pass on that. But I don't see why, like, the same producers, the same directors... I don't know why people are a fan of that. No. Get some diversity. Get some new people breathing in life into new stories. And into even the same stories. There's plenty of directors and people out in the industry that are able to do, if not better, than the next. And there's so many projects that this person could go diversify their portfolio too. Stop making these people stay onto projects for years at a time. I'm pretty sure none of you want to do that. I also saw Night School starring Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. And they, oh man, that shit was so funny. It was a little corny at times in the beginning because they tried to like, you know, tried to keep it on the Hollywood spectrum. But other than that, the jokes were hilarious. Kevin Hart was great. This is actually one of his better movies this is uh, the second best movie for Tiffany Haddish. Obviously, Girls Trip is the best. Um, supposedly, she's coming out with a sequel for that. She's also got another movie with Tyler Perry coming out. And it's called Nobody's Fool. It's got a few people in it, and the girl, uh, her sister, might get catfished. Um, the other sister comes from jail as Tiffany Haddish. And Whoopi Goldberg is the mother. She's a big pothead. So we haven't seen it yet, so there's nothing really to review. But we'll be on the lookout for that. But again, Night Night School was very good. He uh, quits school. Kevin Hart, his character, he quits school very early. And uh, he kind of makes like a fool of himself as well. And uh, But then he becomes a barbecue salesman. But something happens where that even glitches. And he's forced to go get his GED while lying to his, his uh, fiance about it. So you'll get to see that. Very cool. He gets uh, Fat Joe is in it as well. So many people, really funny, got to go see Night School. Also, be a lookout on Netflix, Big Mouth, when I went to Comic-Con, it was sold out, the uh, the panel for 
Big Mouth. And I, I'm not even going to lie. I did not expect that because it is so grotesque. It's so my type of humor. But I can't believe that it's this big. Big Mouth, shout out to Nick Kroll. Shout out to the people there. Jenny Slate, like I said, she is one of the voices as well. It is such a fucking great show. It's a classic in my eyes. I love Big Mouth. I love that crude humor. I love that raunchiness about it. It's basically about little kids like around 12, 13 years old. And you're dealing with their hormones and all the biology behind it. And it's just in an adult way, in an adult delivery. So shout out to that. I would love to make a show like that. I mean, not like that. I don't like copying. But I would love to have something with the the right amount of uh, raunchy, dark humor. Just the right amount to make the nipples hard. Because you know that's what I aim to do. Did I go? Did I go, go, go? Last week I went to Global Citizens Festival. Thought I got shot with my sister. Did not. But this time I went to Comic-Con 2018. I got to see the world premiere of uh, Broly. One of the... uh, There's been 20 films for Dragon Ball Z. This is Dragon Ball Super. I was lucky enough to meet with my friend Oscar who who listens to the show. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Gave him a little stink for not trying to meet up with me. Because previous years, I either brought him or, you know, got something for him. Guy forgets to tell me the last two years that he's going, but it's cool. He's with his family. And what's really encouraging about it is how much he he encourages them to be male uh, superheroes. And he doesn't ever, like, try him and his wife. I really give a salute to that because that is really cool. I don't like getting all gender-specific with uh, children. I like them to figure out, I don't want, I mean, they can be androgynistic if they want to, but when it comes to superheroes, they can be whatever they want, literally, literally. I remember Sarah Silverman said that her, her father put her on her lap and said, baby, you could be anything you want to be. And if that is true, you don't need to say that to someone. So to my friend and his kids, his daughters doing a fine job showing them that, again, they could really be whatever they want to be. Um, maybe not, I mean, maybe they wouldn't go the Hillary Clinton route of trying to become president, but a woman very soon will become president. Mark my words. It will definitely be in our lifetime. It'll be a great day and maybe it'll be one of them. So we got to see that. Um, I went a couple of days by myself next year. I'm only going to do one day. I'm scaling back to one day, but I was unemployed. So I guess I got a little, a little trigger happy with the credit card. So I got to see one of my favorite comic book writers, uh, Todd McFarland. I love Spawn. I love that he was a co-creator at Marvel. But he also just went over 300 uh, issues of Spawn. And that means that it is the longest running independent comic of all time. Very cool. He said that Jamie Foxx is going to be Spawn. He wants it to be a trilogy. He wants it to be so rated R that children will shit their pants if they think that it's about to come on screen. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Why are people not making movies like that anymore? Why is everybody trying to have so much mass appeal? Oh, I want the kids to watch it too. I want No, no. What's up with Why are people afraid to make adult-only content? Thank you, Todd McFarlane. Keep that the fuck up. And uh, people were complaining about Jamie Foxx. The dude has an Oscar, guys. Leave him the fuck alone. People were up his ass about Electro, and he actually was pretty good. Now, no one could fill in the shoes of John Leguizamo. No one. 
He was just he's on uh, Big Mouth as well, by the way. Oh, not even no, he's on BoJack Horseman, which is a very good season this year. Uh, the asexual character uh, gets into a sexual home, and John Leguizamo is the father. So you need to check that out. But um, Jeremy Renner will be Violator. That that's a really funny choice. I like that choice. Um, again, it, it'll never be John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo was perfect. It was just like Jad Nicholson. And to be honest, Jeremy Renner has a chance to be Heath Ledger. There you go. So I'm looking forward to that. I was really into the interview. I loved it. That was one of my favorite parts of Comic-Con. And they have it more on the open floor this time. They don't really have them all, the panels inside rooms now. Now they're on the open floor. And I got to see the cast of Dark Phoenix. I got to see Sansa. They showed a clip of her saying that... uh, What's his name? Uh, Bolton was going to, Lord Bolton was going to die. That was such a gangster scene. Um, again, I'm disappointed that, that 20th century, 21st century Fox didn't relinquish the rights in time for Dark Phoenix. So they'll probably have to start that over, that whole franchise of X-Men again. Uh, there's rumblings that Tom Hardy will be Wolverine. That'd be cool. Um, I don't really, I'm kind of tired of seeing Hugh Jackman anyway. I know I'm in the minority with that. But Comic-Con was a fucking success. I had a fucking fantastic time. My cousin, he keeps buying all these. uh, He's the one that mixes the show. He keeps buying all these Deadpool pop-ups. Guys, I don't get it. I used to be a Treasure Troll fan. I used to collect those. To me, it's like Beanie Babies. Like, what are we doing with our lives, guys? Why do we need to collect toys in order to make money or to, to feel good about ourselves? Whatever, to each his own. I can't go on it too hard because, again, I used to collect toys too. Ninja Turtles, all that good shit. But these big-headed toys, just like little replicas, you guys know what it is. Why? Why are they so popular? And why are they so popular that you need to get every single one of a character? Whatever, just life's questions that I guess will never, uh, never be answered. And if I ask my cousin, he's weird, man. You can't even get him to to answer things about being in the friend zone. And by the way, if anybody knows him, somebody save him from that. Because he is not going Dutch with a certain lady out there. She's named after a continent. And it's spelled weird because, you know, people don't like spelling things right anymore. But, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't go Dutch. And he keeps paying for his shit. And he even got her a gift. Guys, could we tell him that, like, he got friend zone? I got friend zone recently. This girl that I thought was attracted to me, she told me, oh yeah, we talked about it. I bring too much drama to my fucking life. I attract too much drama. And she was about to give me advice. And I'm like, yo, bitch, I like drama in my life. Before you continue, I may want it still here. Gosh, why is everybody trying to fix me? Didn't we talk about that before? Stop trying to fix people. Just roll with the fucking wave. Roll the tide, bitch. Did I just say? I mean, many people say it, to be honest. Nobody said Say another motherfucking word, and this shit is over. And I ain't playing, nigga. Nah. You ain't got... That was Pinky from Next Friday talking to Craig. <laughs> oh, man, that scene will never get old. But yeah, say something. Say something, nigga. Say something. Say something. I said, say something, motherfucker. About to die today. So, today's episode is the grass or the ass 
is greener on the other side, depending on where you're sitting or where you're shitting. So that the grass is greener on the other side. So we already, I don't usually segue from the beginning. I usually like keep it under wraps until now. But there was so much to talk about with this. So we had to let it, we had to let it bleed a little bit. And, uh, oh, speaking of my cousin again. Speaking of my, so I like to correlate this last one, this last segment, uh, about the cliche. The grass is greener on the other side. Yes, it is. It is. Everybody is always jealous about what someone else has. And it always seems like someone is living a better life than you are. And it's not the case. Unless you're looking at me, I'm always living a better life than you. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. I don't care. I'm living a better life than you. Just know that. But for other people out there, they're not necessarily, you never know. So they, these people could have sickle cell anemia. This person you think is going on all these trips could have like around $50,000 of debt, $100,000 of debt. You never know. You just never know. And speaking of grass, one of my favorites. So, ha, you get two. You thought that was it. Just the grass is green on the other side? No, 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 no. One of my favorite phrases, it's not even a cliche, it's ass, gas, or grass. We're going to stay on the grass theme, aren't we? So my cousin, he drove people to the Jersey Shore. And he made them pay, I think, $25 each. I think there was like around seven or eight of them or something like that. Now, this dude made it big with that. That's awesome. This guy made up for gas money. These people brought value to his car. They either tried to give him gas money. I'm sure they. he smokes weed, so I'm sure a lot of them offered some weed. Actually, they did not. Now that I think about it, a lot. one person that was being a party pooper said they did not like weed smoke. Now, this is his car. I didn't even know people can request those type of things in people's car. Like, if I was, if I didn't have a rental car, like if I had like my own car and shit like that again, which I have, by the way, guys, I know, I know it's like a prerequisite to get in the pussy nowadays, but no, I do not have my own car anymore. Sorry for all those women that get moist over that. But I don't, so, <laughs> they brought value to that. And, if someone asked me to not smoke in my own car, I would tell them to go fuck themselves. Seriously, I would. How dare you? Go get your own car. I don't even like when people change the music that I'm listening to. Unless I designate you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat you like Chris Tucker told the Jackie Chan. Don't you touch a black man's fucking radio. And especially a half black man, because I will go bipolar on that ass. Ugh. Shout out to Kanye. He's coming out with... Condi instead of Gandhi, whatever. I was laughing because Joe Budden said something about that. Why are people announcing projects that are not even finished? True. I'm with you on that, Joe. I'm with you. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. That was a good episode. Joe Budden, when he's not hating on everybody, he's a very good podcast host. Uh, yeah. So he he got his values worth from his friends and they were able to give him gas money. Maybe somebody gave him ass. Do you guys not know where that comes from? Ass, gas, or grass. So you were either giving up some pussy, some dick, whatever. I almost had to do that when I went to the shore. I didn't. I offered it up. She said no. 
But we basically went on a weekend on my dick, even though I wanted to break up with her and my friends made me go. We went through that story. Speaking of the Jersey Shore, Vinny, not Vinny, uh, the situation just got eight months in jail for tax evasion. It's been a while since I've seen a person, a white person, go to jail for that. I saw Wesley Snipes. I saw Michelle Rodriguez. So, shout out to the situation. He thought he was going to get away with it on his little reunion. We got, we all got to feel sorry for him and his wife, his fiance or his wife, whatever. But that's a true G right there. She's staying with him, definitely not for the money. Um, another situation. I have a friend that's not talking to me right now. Whatever it happens, we're still best friends. But um, what? Uh, yeah, that dude Randy that I used to talk about. So he had um, a girlfriend at the time, and my friend had a car. He had a Beamer, he had, even though he shouldn't have had it. He fucking, like, saved up some money when he was working, and he made his mother take out a fucking uh, loan out of her job to secure this damn car. The car is now sitting, rotting away somewhere, and it was a beautiful blue Beamer. Fucking idiot. Around, uh, it was pretty modern at the time. Now it's a piece of shit. But when he was up and running, he was driving me places. I'm not going to lie. I did not pay him a lot. But to be honest, I've done a lot for this kid. But the other dude, the shitty friend that I've gone through shit with, the guy that threw me under the bus, the guy that hung out with my ex when he's fucked other people's exes, all that shit. He used to complain at my friend and he would cause no value. He would not pay him back for him being the chauffeur too. He would chauffeur both of us and including his girl at the time. He would drive them all across the city. But if you tried to shortchange him on something or if he felt that he did something um, out of the ordinary for you, he would forget that you tried to fucking drive him all over the city. The guy never offered gas money. The guy smokes mad weed too. Didn't offer any weed to my friend either. What the fuck? And he's a little guy. I don't know if I'd want him... He, he could probably do a spin on somebody's dick. He's that small. But... I don't think you really want to fuck him. He's kind of frail. Yeah, I, if I was gay, I wouldn't fuck him. So I don't know what the hell is up with that. Um, but also on the same token, I smoke a lot of weed. I got a lot of friends that smoke weed. And I bring a lot of weed places. I'll bring some beer every once in a while. That's cool too. But I don't really drink that much. I'm not much of a drinker. I go to these things. And to be honest, I barf a lot now. When I was in a fraternity, I was... Uh, all these type of things, social chair, all that good shit. And I was able to hold my liquor. It was much easier back then because we drank every day. I also gained a lot of weight. But my thing is, when I bring weed, it's hilarious when people go, yo, let's throw down on the And they'll all smoke my weed. They'll all smoke my weed or whatever party favor I bring. But then they'll try to get me to throw down on the beer that they're all going to drink except for me pretty much. What the fuck is up with that? I'd rather give up my ass than fucking give up my grass, and then you're going to make me fucking pay for beer? That doesn't, there's no, there's no AS in any of that. I'm only doing ass, gas, or grass. Only if it's fucking greener on the other side. My ass, please. Nigga pulling mad cheese off the floor, put stacks in the front of that sack. Hit the door, grab the keys to the five. All my niggas on the cell, bring some weed, I got a story to tell. Oh, oh, y'all niggas yeah, man. Biggie told you. Biggie told you what to bring. Bring some fucking weed. He's got a story to tell. And thank you. I just want to give a shout out to all my fans. I don't have that many. I have 
a few. No, I'm joking. I got a good amount of people listening to this show, so I don't really ask too many people to listen anymore. Because if you want to support me, you will. Whatever the content is, yes, it's still a living, breathing show. I will still try to make tweaks in here. But, you know, the formation is pretty much set. Uh, yeah, so keep listening. I'm going to try to uh, put up a YouTube channel, Still Vinsane. Uh, I already have it set up, but I'm going to start putting the Keep Up uh, episodes on there. Maybe start recording live a little bit. Maybe get in the studio a little bit. Those are things to look forward to. Keeping it real hot and fresh. Um, I'm thinking about putting those videos from Facebook onto YouTube as well. I'm thinking about taking some of my stories from Instagram, which people really enjoy, by the way. I, I get a lot of feedback on that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that because, you know, there's a lot of YouTube influencers out there that just basically live life. And I feel like I live an interesting enough life. So, once again, this week we went over uh, Ask, Gas, or Grass, the... Grass is uh, greener on the other side. We also talked about the new albums that came out this week with the Star is Born and Dave East and Styles P's uh, collaboration. We also talked about Venom, Night School, and Big Mouth. Talked about me going to Comic-Con and I saw Broly, the new uh, Dragon Ball Z movie that's coming out that's the long lost Super Saiyan and they talk about the origin story between Vegeta, Goku and Broly. That's really cool. We got to see the voices of Bulma and all that shit on stage. They talked about Spawn at Comic-Con, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, man, you got it all. You got it all in this episode. And we even talked about some politics and shit like that. But that's my point, guys. I again, thank you. Thank you so much for hearing me. Thank you for putting me on your commute. I know I'm mad disrespectful and shit like that, but to be honest, that's entertaining. And I only mean to entertain you. If I offend you on the way, oh well. Why don't you shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with Stove Insane. I'll see you next week, bitches. Over and out, homies! Homies!